0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your podcast, a whole pack of Tara Hills. It is June 18th, 2019. Welcome to your number one source for sports and all things besties group related. All the insider information you need on our weekly podcast. I am here with my fellow host, Samuel Hunter Burkhead. Samuel, say hello.
1: Hey everybody.
0: And we have two guests today. We have Alex Jones. How's it going? Pleasure to be here. And Zachary Stanfield. Great to be on this podcast. All right. And we're going to jump right into it. So we're going to do things a little bit different today, folks. So we're going to do our normal sports talk. But because we have our guests here and we don't want to take up any more of their time because they are currently on vacation at the Outer Banks, we don't want to take any of their time. We are going to go ahead and jump right into our segments. But we don't just, I just want everybody to know that we have a very packed, eventful pod for you today but first of all we're on vacation we've had a drink in our hand we've spent time at the pool and out on the beach we've had time to collect our thoughts and we have a mental list of things that bother us or as we like to say here at the pod things that things that really grind our gears and you know here at the pod world headquarters we get our gears ground and i'm going to hand off the phone to alex jones because he is bursting at the seams to really let the audience know what is grinding his gears also before i even give him the phone i would like to thank everyone since our first episode premiered a month ago we have had a record seven listens we are doing really well 18 listens 18 listens. I made up seven, but 18 is actually genuinely impressive. I think I count for five of them, but we're growing. I'm going to pass it off to Alex.
2: Once again, thank you for, for uh, having me on the show, on the podcast. Uh, but uh, one of the things that really grinds my gears is when I drive and someone pulls out in front of me and does not try to go the speed that I'm going... But instead going 20 miles an hour less than what I'm going. So So you're trying to pull out in front of me, but you don't pull out in front of me. So
0: wait, are you saying that, or are you going over the speed limit?
2: I am going the speed limit. So you're
3: saying they're going
2: under the the speed limit.
3: But Alex, though, (laughs) isn't it worse when there's literally no one behind you? And they could wait, but they pull out in front
2: of you. Oh, that's that's But No, it still irks me that they pull out in front of me. And and go so slow. Like, why did way? you pull out in front of me if you don't pull out in front well, of me and beat me?
1: Them. Like from a, a t, Like you're going on a straight line and they're like... Because they see you, but they do it anyway. I think this is a good segue for... And I'm going to jump off here as this still relates. Top
0: three annoying road or driving behaviors. What's negative. your top
1: three negative road Negative driving behavior that's a good question yeah so that when someone pulls out in front of you and if you're gonna do that you can't affect me and my yes. speed you can't yes what are two it, it's
0: a nonverbal agreement if you're gonna pull out in front of me we both agree we, we kind of made a nonverbal agreement you are gonna go at the speed at which I was going or more beforehand so you don't negatively impact <laughs> my drive
3: yes I I have one we can fit into those three one is I'm crossing the there's a crosswalk mm-hmm. the light is turned Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's flashing saying walk sir go yes. on <laughs> and a car is easily could make it across and they're like it's like when you're when someone holds a door open for you and you're literally a hundred feet away and they're yes. like i'm gonna jog to get to this door
1: yeah it's like go, you could make it. You're you, not going to hit. You could
3: easily make it. Mm-hmm. Go on. Go. But yeah. they don't do it. So yeah. that's my one.
0: I feel that. So anyone. How about, how about this? I, this is irrational. But oh, here we are. Um, whenever people turn in front of me and I have to slow down for them, like for example, when people are turning into their neighborhood or whatever, they usually slow down to twenty miles an hour. And I think in my head, my God, do you really have to slow down to twenty miles an hour to turn? Which, <laughs> now that I think back on it, that's pretty reasonable. But then when I turn, I'm like a, hitting a solid 17 miles an hour. So I'm them. I'm the very people I hate. And, I mean, that's, that's irrational. I, I apologize. To every single person I've ever judged mentally, they deserve my apology. And now they're finally getting it because they're listeners of the pod.
1: What's another annoyance you may have on the road?
2: On the road. On
1: the road. I got one. Just Not on the road,
2: but people not going the said speed limit is also another one it's like it's 50 miles an hour don't go 40
1: where do you like like when you can't pass right or do you pass like do you get like i will pass if
2: they're not going the speed limit do
1: you get road rage you like like get up on them
2: sometimes yes depending on the situation if like i'm in a hurry yes i'm going to get up on them i'm like why are you not going faster
1: yeah i feel like that's not i feel like that's not okay you know if is it still recording? It should be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're having a great time wow. here. great. We're having a great time here.
3: Editing. Radio edit. <laughs> you know what grinds my gears? Just give it to him. You know what grinds my gears? When I'm walking on the sidewalk, I'm just minding my own business.
1: Why is, it, why is there always pedestrian related? <laughs> Dude, he's a
3: pedestrian. Because it's got to be, I'm living my life. <laughs> so, when I'm walking on the sidewalk, and there are two people in front of me. Yeah. And they're going real slow.
0: Yeah.
3: Much slower than me. But they don't mind to avoid my walk. They obstruct the whole sidewalk.
0: This, this is a common theme. This is, this is Alex's... But is it far. not? But isn't this you Alex
3: can't pass away? in real life because there's no <laughs> sidewalk that. left.
1: No, he's just been a college student for the last 10 years. Exactly. So he's used to walking... For
3: those of you in the college life,
1: Which there are I feel
3: that you resonate with this issue
0: right. well college students are our number one demographic behind our group and by that I mean our group is
1: the only listeners thus far <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. okay here's, uh, a, here's a change 15, of pace huh? here's a change of pace but a solid grinds my gears it's been on my mind for weeks if not months I would I actually argue months in 2019 why haven't we taken solar panels and even if they weren't built into the car but they were built on top of the car. But you could even build them in the car, like at the very top, where you wouldn't really even see them, but they're just a part of the top of the car. It's just obviously like a different design. And it runs into your car, and you have like a little Freon thing where you can, using no gas, no electricity, or anything like that, yet yeah, keep your car cold. Keep
2: your car. So use
1: solar panels for AC only. AC only. And maybe I don't understand how AC works or what, like, materials would be wasted. But, like, if you're using solar power, even if it if it just powers a fan. I don't know why we don't do that and what's so hard about... Like, it's the worst when you get into a car after work, and it's a million degrees. And obviously, it's irrational. Well, put, well, I mean,
2: during, I mean, during the day. day. Oh, you like, so, like, before you get in your car, like... Ten minutes when you get before you get off work.
1: But even if it doesn't, like you could even do that where you could like, hey, say, hit a button on your phone yeah. on an app. Yeah,
2: that's well, we, we, have we have those. The pre starter Yeah, the pre But how quick does that work? But where it's like it's already programmed distance. in to when you start the car, depending on what the program is. Like if it's this certain amount of degrees, it's going to kick on AC you, you do have or it's going to kick it. on heat.
3: You do have to be within vision of your car. Yeah. So I think. An app. We'll no, there is an,
2: an app. app. I have an app for my truck. So Try can
1: you on. get the AC running on your truck 20 minutes before you get into your truck?
2: It will. It will do it, yeah. That's it. There you go. Well, we so it does it exist. exist. It does uh, my, exist. Dears
1: are, my gears it have been ungrounded. Um, un- uh, so. I don't know about 20 minutes. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, what you just heard was the first gear that was unground. This is groundbreaking. <laughs> For this podcast, in the history of this podcast, all two episodes weekly, weekly, we have never had an unground gear until now. So, br- Wait,
2: are we sure though? Mine, uh, never mind, yeah, let's are wait. Are sure? He's yeah. got it. Can, can you, You're can y- It's for 10 minutes. It'll run for 10 minutes and it'll cut off and you'll have to do it again if you don't go out there and turn, put the key in the ignition and turn it on and to keep the, the car running.
1: And you can do that with an app on your phone?
2: Yes, I have. Well, I don't have my phone with me, but it's called. I have a Chevrolet because that's the best company ever. It's not. We'll talk it's about a, that later. It's, it's a My Chevy app that you register so with your it with, with it. your truck or car <laughs> right. or whatever, and so you like hit it and you can tell it to start your car, lock your car, unlock your car, check how much data on like a Wi-Fi plan if you did sign up for that.
1: But at that point, you would still have to use the car's mechanics, A, to run the AC. Yeah,
2: it's still, it's still all run on battery. And you have to program it. Yeah, it's not going to be solar
1: yeah. panel. Right. So, like, m- my thought would be solar panel isn't the point. Couldn't possibly care less about, like, saving the environment in that way. I'm saying how can you get your car to run all day? Not really even all run. The day AC day. to run all day. All day. A D all day. Without impacting your finances or the longevity of the car. Like how could you Didn't how could you do those? that? See,
3: this this can be accomplished the, by getting one of those those screens in front of your windshield and then a the ten minute button press. To turn the AC on. Well, That's all you need. I thought they had those things that was like
2: back in the nineties or whatever was an infomercial where you had like a solar panel attached in the inside of your car and it had a little fan. That powered it. It in just it just blew it just blew air.
1: <laughs> it just
2: blew air inside your inside your car.
1: If that's a thing, I have literally that's never
2: literally seen it. Great idea. It's totally that's a thing. That's a great idea. My grandma had one. I've it's totally a thing. I've never, I never I, seen I I've gotten to look an, it
1: up, listeners. Yes, listeners, look it up. If you can find it,
3: tell us in the comments.
1: Leave a note in the comment for the price and where you found it.
2: Yeah.
1: Best price. I will take off fifteen percent buckets for you to for you to buy it. All right, I think we need a new segment. Okay, I think we're ready for a new segment. I think segment.
0: we're ready for a new segment. So um sorry, Wesley here again. So we are about to start a new segment. So of course if you were listening last month, and by that I mean last week, weekly <laughs> Stephanie. Um we did grind my gears and Hell to the null to the no 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 and we just did our ground my gears about traffic patterns and the disruptions therein pedestrian patterns and the disruptions therein very similar parallels drawn there we are now ready to move on to our newest segment which even my co-host samra burka doesn't know what's coming near to our guests and that's what's organic and fluid and beautiful about it and our new segment are you ready sound the drums Our new weekly segment here on the pod is Putt-Putt for the Fun of It. So let's talk about that.
2: Any other putter but a putt-putt-putter's gonna put it in a puddle
0: up. But a putt-putt-putter is a much better putter cause putt-putt makes it fun. So putt-putt for the fun of it, putt-putt for the fun of it. So bring a date and your brother or your mate and your mother and putt-putt a hole in one. putt a putt a putt 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 a putt 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 -putt -putt So here's the thing, um, people. You might ask what could possibly be putt putt for the fun of it, but here's the thing. I love putt putt. That's not to be debated. I'm the. Well, I won't even get started about my putt putt skills because I could spend a whole pot on that. But the point is, I didn't be competitive like Brad Baker in middle school, but nobody did. Um, but the point is, um, putt putt is a very. On the surface, mundane activity that shouldn't be that fun, but people do it. Families do it when they go on vacation at the beach, and it's brought, built up as this big deal, this big industry. It I means it's, it's putt-putt industry at the beach isn't is what exactly it's what is said. Industry. Okay, we've used industry too much. I promise we will in, uh, include our thesaurus of words between now and the next pod. But the point is, uh, putt-putt is a very what is seemingly mundane activity that it's, brings. It's a- Thriving industry. Yeah, it is. It is thriving. Okay, I don't. We're still focused on how successful putt putt is we'll at the beach, and that is not what a focus of it is. Putt putt is a very mundane activity that brings a lot of happiness to people. So our new segment here at the pod is: What did you do? By you, I mean here on the pod. But I also want this to I want this to encourage self thought and self evaluation on the part of the audience. What's something little you did this week that might seem mundane or insignificant, like putt putt? But that brought you happiness, and I'll start. I have recently taken up watering our flowers in our in our flower beds outside every day. When I right before I start my workout, uh, no big deal. I fill up our watering can, and I go outside and I shower our flowers with water. Right, I see the flowers come back to life by the end of the workout. And it's just, it's just a little little activity. It's a putt-putt activity that I do daily. That brings me just a little bit of satisfaction and happiness. I'm, I'm helping bring our flowers back to life. I'm helping groom the flowers. I'm helping them live. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how I metaphorically putt-putt for the fun of it on a daily basis. I am watering the flowers, beautifying our flower beds in our home. And I am metaphorically putt-putting for the fun of it. And as I pass the microphone along to my fellow co-host and or guest, I certainly hope the listeners out there think, oh, I had a terrible day, I had a terrible week at work, hard day, long day, whatever. No, you didn't. You did something at home today. You did something small, no matter how insignificant. You thought, maybe I'll... I normally have a K cup or I normally make coffee at home, but instead today I ran out of time. I ran out of time. I had to stop by Dunkin' Donuts to get a nice coffee on the way to work. Well, that's not a routine. That you know what you did this morning on the way to work? You putt putted for the fun of it. You got Dunkin' coffee and you treated yourself on the way to work. That's not a chore. You didn't that's not part of your normal daily routine where you had to wake up for work. You putt putted for the fun of it. You did something you enjoy, you treated yourself, that we need to we really all need to self-evaluate and look into our daily activities and realize we're doing something what might seem insignificant, but it's what makes life so joyous. And I'm going to pass the microphone off Amen. to Stanfield.
3: This is Zach Stanfield here, guest on the show. Great to be here. So for those of you really interested in the pup-putt, not your everyday life, That you're trying to make your goals and continue on your life. As a nerd here, who majored in physics and mathematics. Buckets! Walk a bucket. The best part about putt-putt is you use those geometry angles to get into the hole. The angles. (laughs) And (laughs) we got a putt-putt.
0: Wait, for the pun of it. Are you talking about actual putt putt?
3: I'm talking about putt putt. <laughs> Weird
0: flex. That's not. What because that's. This, okay. <laughs> you
3: mentioned it, so we got to talk about it. So okay. you you cover the other thing. I'll cover this.
0: I cover literally anything else but putt putt. Okay. <laughs> Weird flexed it all right.
3: <laughs> so all you out there, focus on your angles on that putt putt. <laughs> to nail it in. And now. I'll pass it on to my other guest, Alex Jones.
0: So we're actually passing it uh, to Samuel Burkett, our co-host. And I would like to make a point to this is normally where we go to a commercial break. And mention our sponsors. As of which, which, surprisingly, as of right now, we have no sponsors yet here on the pod. But once we do, this is when we would cut to a commercial break, and this is kind of like self advertising for our future sponsors. So I'm just going to give you the potential. I'm going to get any future potential sponsors that would like to be on the pod and donate money to help us run our program, but also get your business out there. Just know. We take this serious. This is where we'd put your commercial, and this is the kind of advocacy you could get. I'm going to call this company Uh, Roca-Cola. Roca-Cola. It's a nice warm day out on the beach. You're relaxing, having a nice cold drink. You're having an alcoholic beverage, and you need something to help mix in the liqueurs and the ice Ah, roca cola just do it so any potential sponsors out there if you are ready to become a part of legends please consider please consider partnering with the pod I'm sorry I'm sorry ladies and gentlemen We, (laughs) my co-host is having technical difficulties. (laughs) (laughs) Roca-Cola. Sip it. Just do it.
1: (laughs) So my putt-putt for the fun of it is a little preachy, but it is important. This week specifically, I went on vacation And there's something that everyone needs to understand about life. It's happening whether or not you want to be in that moment or not. And so I had to be on the road from my hometown to my location for four hours. And that is typically looked upon as negative, something we just all have to get through, not exciting, mundane. But I look at road trips as a positive. You get to be with your friends in the vehicle. You are moving from one place to another. You're experiencing life. And a lot of people think that life is what you do on the ends of that road trip. But the road trip is life too. So go out on that next time you have to sit in traffic or be in the car for more than 30 minutes and say, Hey, could I enjoy this? Is there something to experience here? I've never seen that building before. This is fun. And you'll be surprised how much more positive your road tripping experience would be. And that was my putt-putt for the fun of it.
2: Thank you, Sam. Uh, This is Alex Jones here, guest. Glad to be here, thank you. But uh, my putt-putt for the fun of it kind of goes in line with one of the co-hosts, Wesley Bradford, about watering flowers to watch them grow but so i'm going to take it to where you're planting crops in your in your home garden to get the opportunity to plant it fertilize it water it and watch it grow and produce something that will sustain you and also anyone else you want to give it to so just enjoy creating produce and life to sustain your life is putt-putt for the fun of it.
0: Wow. Wow, touching stuff. I think we can all relate to what Alex just said because not only was he talking about the physical food that sustains us, but I think if we all are willing to go to our garden, a.k.a. life, plant the seeds of our produce aka friendship let it grow into a physical manifestation of food aka relationships we can all consume that which sustains us aka bonding so alex i thank you the audience thank you because i think we all just benefited from what you just had to say and with that, before we move on to the remainder of our pod, because, we wow, we've done a lot, guys. I want to just review what all we've covered. We have done a grind my gears. We have done a putt-putt for the fun of it. But before I move back to my co-host, Samuel Hunter Burkhead, we will cut to a quick potential commercial break from what a potential investor and or partner of the pod could be if anyone would be willing to finally be one of, Of our sponsors. Beneath the skies of the Arizona desert. There would exist a man. He can traverse any terrain with a beautiful wife and beautiful family. He knows what he wants and he gets what he wants. As he traverses the deep Colorado River. And it's all new. Revelé truck. Revelé the truck for you. All right, we're back from that commercial break. Uh -uh, Excuse me. I will pass that off to my co-host, Samuel Burkhead.
1: So moving right along here. So we brought Alex Jones on the show, and we wanted to give you a quick introduction class bio to, to Alex here, and he's a, he's a good friend of ours. And we brought him on the show because we wanted to get his experience over the last few months uh, as he recently uh, started dating uh, a girl that he very much uh, cares about and, and loves, and she's a great person as well. We'll have her on the pod in future episodes. Well, for now, we thought that uh, it would be beneficial to maybe hear some of his thoughts as he enters the dating world and as he traverses the ups and downs of that relationship life. Things he's learned, things he's been, um, things he's excited about, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, and things he's looking at in the future. So now we're going to pass it off to Alex Jones here. We'll ask him a few questions and see kind of what's on his brain.
2: All right, thank you. Uh, so what's the first question?
1: <laughs> so Alex, how long have you and Montana been together? Uh, we've been together for probably six months. Now, probably six months. Is that, is that a hard number? Do we know the exact date? What... Uh,
2: uh, the exact date would be December fifteenth.
1: Okay, and is that a big deal? Do you guys celebrate monthly anniversaries?
2: Uh, no, not monthly. Not
1: monthly, but maybe the six month.
2: Six month and possibly yeah. So possibly six month and definitely a year. Like. Okay.
1: Got any plans for the for the year anniversary? Wait, wait,
2: the six months just came then. It did, yeah, it did. Thank so you're you. yeah. impossible. Did you do it or not. <laughs> no, we did it. You did celebrate. Well, it or we, not? we talked about it, but we haven't done anything. Before. Oh, is that is then that?
0: you it? didn't
1: celebrate. <laughs> 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 well, this a, is true. I'm to a great start.
0: <laughs>
1: so maybe they'll do a seven month. So yeah, I mean, I mean, six months is like that's no big deal. Six months is it's a uh, the the milestone is is big, but the celebratory uh f- uh theatrics are are all voluntary. But a year. It's a little bit more of a requirement. We have a seasoned vet over here. What do you think? You got to celebrate the year-long anniversary? Well,
0: as a married man myself, uh, I I don't know if my wife is out there listening, but I'm going to tell you this answer wouldn't change whether she is or not. I don't really even think of anniversaries. Doesn't even cross my mind. And... (laughs) You can say, well, you're just like every other man out there. You don't even think about anniversaries. Well, no, I celebrate every second of every day I'm with her. So anniversaries are meaningless when life is a celebration with my baby. All right, back to Alex.
2: That's good advice, Wes. I will take that into consideration. That's very good advice. Thank you. Next question.
1: So how's the gift giving been going? I mean, you give gifts. You guys have done a Christmas together, right? And birthdays. So uh, her birthday. She hasn't done mine yet. We haven't been together that long yet. All right. What's the? Uh, and you, 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 did well giving the gifts on the on the first birthday, right? I did pretty good. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Pretty so pretty then, all right. Good. Next one's gonna be the year anniversary, right? Yep. All right. So now Wes, I know, did a TV. Well, his first Christmas. No, that,
0: yeah, but it also see now where I'm in a unique scenarios. Her Christmas christmas and the birthday are back to that day so i really had to go big or go home mm-hmm. that's a unique scenario but what i want i'm going to give you some advice i set the bar too early too too, too high. high too early because i've never matched that first christmas and, birthday
1: combo.
0: <laughs> and baby if you're out there i'm sorry but it is what it is
1: <laughs> so what's like a good number like we're getting when did you say the year-long anniversary is uh
2: a year will be in december okay
1: so what's a good, oh, what's, what's a good, is right
2: there? yeah, it's right there Christmas. at Christmas.
1: Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the, I mean, could you put a price tag on it? Like what's, what are you thinking? Is a
0: price tag it's just a needs base. I
2: don't, I don't, I don't think it doesn't matter what the price is. It's what means the most to her. It's
1: got to be personal.
2: It's got to be personal. It's got to be thoughtful. It's got to be well thought it out.
1: Thought it out. Well <laughs> thought it out. I agree. Um, what have you learned in the last six and a half months?
2: What I have learned is some things are private. <laughs> some things are public. Um.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as the pod keeps growing in popularity, which at this point I don't think we can contain what has begun, This is, just as with anything else, we are going to have to go to another commercial break. (laughs) We are going to replay an audio clip which will very much relate to what would be a great, great potential sponsor here of the pod. Uh, A whole pack of Tar Heels. And that would be Hooked on Phoenix to help you with your reading and literary skills. We're going to play back a clip of what Alex just said. Alex, what did you just mispronounce? thoughted <laughs> thoughted ladies and gentlemen thoughted so i would like to play this commercial break of what would be a great sponsor hooked on phoenix <laughs> <clears throat> do you and your child suffer from not understanding or having a great grasp of the english language does your do you find your child saying things like thoughted or <laughs> I sitted on the couch. an order, hooked on Phoenix. For one low price of 19.99, you'll get our outstanding Hooked on Phoenix collection of CDs,
3: <laughs>
0: which will teach your child, which would she teach your child to master the English language. Sound like an intellectual and no longer say thoughted, like Alex, guest of the pod. So, hooked on Phoenix. Just do it. <coughs> We're back from commercial break. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, are there any other segments or anything on our list today before we go into sports? My co host, Samuel Burkhead. I
1: think we can go straight into sports. So, the big thing here is the NBA Finals just ended, which means there aren't a ton of sports to really go over at this moment. But that is why we brought our guest, Zach Stanfield, to the pod, because he is going to lay out the summer slate of what we have to look for in soccer before football season gears back up. So Stanfield, take it away. What do we have to look forward to in the wonderful sport of football?
3: Football for you in America. We are talking about soccer. So all the you that follow the European leagues, as far as Syria, the English Premier League, that is ended. It's done. Great season. But now, we get the Women's World Cup 2019. So Great thing to watch. It's in France. So you can, if you're there, you can check it out. But also, we're in finishing up the group stages now. The, the Americans team started all strong with the 13-0 win. Alex Morgan, five goals. Tying the world record, the most in a World Cup game. So, check it out. France is moving on, Sweden's moving on, USA's moving on. So keep your eyes on that Women's World Cup. That's plenty of games. Three three a day. So keep on that game. Watch it up. Stay stay tuned in for that Women's World Cup.
0: All right, riveting information. Riveting. Thank you. I think we're all a little wiser for what Stanfield just said. So, this is Tuesday, June 18th, 2019. On Thursday, we have our NBA Draft Night, and this consider this your official NBA Draft 2019 preview. They're playing uh,
1: all around we
0: the world. Uh, to the beaches. All right. All eyes are on uh, the NBA draft on Thursday night. And uh, if you are a sports fan, now is the time to really hone in and focus. If you're on that drive home, if you're on that drive to work, I know we have listeners all over the world. We have listeners in Europe, Antarctica, South America, Ethiopia, Germany, Kansas, all these foreign countries. Please make sure you are focusing in because we have the exclusive scoop of the NBA Draft 2K19. So the Hornets will Zion go number one. Zion will go number one. Now this is where this is an, a roundtable discussion. So I'm going to put the phone down. This is our recording device. Uh, we PodWorld headquarters is still being under construction, but we are we are we are going to do. A roundtable discussion on what we think is going to happen on NBA Draft Night. And I'm going to go ahead and say, Zion, yes, he will go number one. I'll get to him in a second. But I want to focus on our hometown team, the Hornets. We have the 12th overall pick. This could have been a grinds my gears segment because I think after the top three to four, you're done with game changers for that season. Now, obviously, there are rare exceptions, but that's the whole point of the word exception. That's an exception. We have had in the last six years, seven years alone since I've started paying attention, We've had Frank Kaminsky, number 10. We have had even as high as number 4, which this is bad drafting. We've taken Cody Zeller at number 4, Noah Vonla at number 4. That was useless. Uh, Let's see. We've taken Miles Bridges at number 11, Malik Monk. But the point is, the number 12 pick is might be lottery, but you're no longer getting game changer. And I saw a Bleacher Report article today, which I know they're not the end all be all source, but this would be fantastic. I saw a potential trade deal where we could get Kevin Love and Jordan Clarkson from the Cavaliers and we would trade away Bismack Biyombo. who cares? We would trade away Malik Monk, done nothing in two years, a couple others and then number 12 pick. I would love that because I think if we can really afford that, if we can afford them, which we wouldn't trade if we couldn't, if we can get Kevin Love a five-time all-star 30-year-old power forward, and, well, 30-year-old's plenty young, but 30-year-old power forward Kevin Love, Jordan Clarkson, who's 26, 27, and that 27, 28-year-old Kimball Walker would stay. That's a all-star point guard, all-star power forward, and a sixth man of the year caliber slash maybe even starter shooting guard and all of a sudden we are content not contenders but we are at least playoff in the east and that's that's all you can ask for from this current iteration of the hornets team i open the floor to my fellow uh, my, my co-host the pod guest just get your give me your general thoughts on what's coming up in our in the next two days with as we approach draft night 2k 19. Anybody looking forward to anything with the Hornets? Do you think there's any moves that need to be made?
1: Only two names I care about. I don't want Jalen Lequeu to go drafted, and I want Kobe Wright to fall to the second round.
0: All right, well, okay, so I'm talking legitimate sports, and my co-host, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, um, has been under the influence tonight, and he is talking selfishly and inaccurately. Kobe White, uh, product of North Carolina, point guard slash shooting guard, so more of a combo guard. He was not projected to go in the first round heading into the season. He was ranked in the 20s coming out of high school, a fringe five-star. He is now projected to go top five to top ten. Um, he's projected to go top 10, and that has pretty much been locked in place. Jalen Leck was an NC State commit, which NC State continues to dominate the recruiting trail as they have now turned the legendary one-and-done status into none-and-done, where he went to no college before moving on. Um, now he is currently not on NBA draft boards, which means he for, he, for, for Goad, I need and this is where we would put in a commercial for Hooked on Phoenix, where he forwent his, his eligibility in college so he could go undrafted. Um, but I digress. I think it's going to be an interesting draft to watch, and I say that not sarcastically. The Hornets typically are just good enough to have a boring lottery pick, um, but it's bad enough to still be in the lottery. And we never get a game changer, but I think this is the year we finally wake up and do something other than just drafting somebody at number 12. Because I think at this point we need to realize that you are not going to get a game changer at number 12 unless you draft intelligently. And unfortunately, to this point in his uh, GM and owner career, Michael Jordan has proven he cannot do so intelligently. So I hope that we trade away our draft rights number 12, uh, unload Bismack Biombo and a couple other fringe rotation players, and really get a game changer in Kevin Love and obviously I'm just saying him because I just saw that trade deal, but some kind of game-changer that can convince Kemba to stay in town because we really need to surround him with talent, especially scoring talent. Um,
2: Is Kevin Love injury-prone, though?
0: He is injury-prone, but the thing is, here's the thing. We're at a crossroads with the Hornets. You either need to get a contender now, and when I say contender, I'm not not my NBA championship because that's, you know, first we just got to get a regular playoff maker but you need to get a playoff maker now for Kimba Walker, or you just need to blow the whole thing up and get rid of Kimba, uh, Kimba Walker and start start all over from scratch. But realize this is this is where we don't have the luxury of like some like the Seventy Sixers who recently did the strategy. The Hornets are well, Charlotte already lost the Hornets once when we went to the Bobcats and came back, and we're a small market town. I really don't think we can afford to be abysmal for five or six years in a row and get several number one or number two picks because unlike the 76ers who are a more storied franchise and could afford to be bad for that extent period of time, they know they'll get the fan base back eventually. I don't think the Hornets are good enough to rebound from being an absolutely disastrous team for five or six years in a row. So I'm not for blowing up the roster for that very reason in that we're a small market team. There's already fringe interest in it. I mean, even in this friend group, we own some Hornets stuff and we call ourselves Hornets fans, but I don't even know a Hornets game. So if we're really bad for five or six years, I think people are going to lose interest. So even if we get those number one, number two picks, by the time we're somewhat good again, everybody's lost interest, I think we need to try and build a contender around Kimba. Um, does anybody want to comment on that?
1: Mm, he's going.
0: He's leaving. He's going to the layers. <coughs> I, I do think, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. We are nearing the end of our time limit for our second <laughs> inaugural podcast episode. I realize this hasn't been the most eventful episode. Um, we, as, as our pod listeners grow... We'll get up more following, more of a fan base. We'll start, our, um, we'll start our, our social media accounts. We'll get some polls. We didn't even get to a movie review because this has been so jam-packed with information. Um, and I, We cannot wait to get you um, some legitimate sponsors next week as you listen to our weekly, weekly episodes, Kelly. Um, and we look forward to a growing following. I, again, I realize we were jam-packed with information this week, so we could not get to everything we wanted to, but rest assured, when you listen to our episode next week, we will continue on. We have a movie review coming up. We will not tell you the one, but it has been watched. It has been thought about. It has been reviewed. The only thing left is to transcribe and then put into words that review for you, our audience, which is what we do this for. Um, I'm going to pass around the phone before I come back to myself and we sign off on your second inaugural uh, edition of A Whole Pack of Tar Heels.
2: Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Sam, for allowing me to be a guest on y'all's podcast. It's been a great time. I've enjoyed it. I look forward to the movie review. If you, if you can't find a guest in time, I would love to to be back on that podcast for the movie review and like I said this is a great time and I appreciate it and thank you for having me
1: well thank you for being here we've loved having you with all of your advice and your lessons learned and everything that you uh, consider to be uh, ground gear worthy um, we look forward to having you back a second and uh, third time uh, as multiple times yeah absolutely there's really no limit I mean there's there's no sky <clears> yet it's just it's just all it's all space. Um, ceiling is the roof. ceiling is the roof. So uh, thank you guys so much. We're going to say uh, goodbye to Dr. Stanfield here. Um, we also appreciate having him on the pod.
3: Yeah, great to be here. Not a medical doctor, just, the, <laughs> just a regular doctor. Uh, but great to be on the podcast. So much information packed into this one. Listen to it up. Get all the information you need. Great to be on. Have a good night.
1: Uh, Next week, movie review. Let us know in the comments. Like and subscribe uh, what you might want to hear from us, what guests you want to have on. I heard that uh, Jennifer Aniston might be in town. Not this one, but some town somewhere. Um, And hopefully that uh, we'll get a guest or two that um, can continue this awesome podcast uh, going.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for episode two of A Whole Pack of Tar Heels. This is Wesley Bradford and Samuel Burko signing out. For now, we say...